It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theater, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryson. I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryson. And the merman who's looking dapper tonight. You got a hot date after the show? It's called work. Oh, that's why he's looking so dapper. Yeah. Wants to impress the boss. Is work the ready. Is going to be there? No. Oh. Work ready, man. Work ready. All right. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. All right. Well, thanks to all been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, Give us five stars on your listening platform or support us even more by joining the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible movie. And we'll watch it if it played anywhere in the world, in a cinema, and is not a movie made for children under the age of Bryce's mental intellect, which is 10. Give now, or take. Give or take. Depends on the day. Now, let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadow Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie plan? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Well, he's never quite done, but... I pretty much tuned to tune out moment. and start singing, so... Just start talking, See, Merman, and he'll done. shut up. Well, I had no idea what these two movies are about. All right. Because I don't really follow that shit anymore. No! Okay. But did you watch the trailers? I did. Atta boy! Boy, boy, boy! one maestro maestro yes which i only heard about because the golden globe nominations uh, came out and what? was on the list mm. Mm. apparently people still like bradley cooper apparently some really? people do mm. i don't think he well maybe yeah he's bradley something. cooper I've never he's bradley him. cooper he's yeah. 
Is he Brad? So yeah, this He's is uh, about uh, one of the most famous uh, musical songwriters in history. Bisexual. Yeah, apparently. Performers. Yes. Yeah, he has a wife in the movie. Mm-hmm. And of course, Brad Cooper directs it lovers. and stars in it himself because you know his ego's that big. Mm. Yes. I honestly have no desire to see this at all. All right. All just right. just listening to him talk in that really <laughs> stupid accent mm-hmm. makes me want to punch the TV. <laughs> nice. uh, but that's me. So the trailer made Murray rage. <laughs> made, it did. That's right. <laughs> but that's me. Yes. You guys are not me. That is, that is that true. Is uh, seeing as the subject matter and, you know, the gravitas of the of the movie mm-hmm. i think maybe bryce might have mondo that okay okay and just because okay. jim hates musicals i'm thinking he probably will down to a man all right that's uh that's some good logic there i like that, that logic is, uh, you know what that's solid solid amazing so merman think, logic yes yeah, so i think you put the work in on this one sure the and other one is Eileen, which is Eileen. I forgot about, but I did see a trailer for it at some point because mm. uh, it has two of my favorite actresses in it. Yes, it does. And yeah, it looks creepy as hell. I think I would love this movie. But, uh, you guys, I don't think as much. Cause by, by the way, I also love Marin Ireland. Who the hell's that? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's not who you're talking about? No. Oh, oh well, she was. She well, was, the actual stars of the film, not some I don't supporting know. character. She was has kind of the star two, for two me, is Mrs. Polk. I loved her. No idea who you're talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about Anne Hathaway and Thomas E. McKenzie. Oh. Who, like I said, I so, love them both. It, it kind of. It, it you're not a, talking about Marin Ireland. I have no idea who that is. Okay. Damn. Just to I, be clear. I, know, I know who Kathy Ireland is. Yeah. I know where Ireland is. Oh, well, there you go. We all know something about that. Uh, it kind of reminded me a bit of Last Night in Soho, which I also loved. That creepy, you know, vibe with you know people killing people. Hopefully, but uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, since you guys don't like Anne Hathaway, I'm guessing you probably also gave it a man. All right. All right. That, I, I would like to say that we used to not like Anne Hathaway. Yes. Oh. As of late, Anne Hathaway has been on fire. Yes, exponentially better than she once was. Yep. She, Plus, she's also choosing interesting roles. Now. She's always been awesome. And she was nude no. in her last movie, so she's you not, can't. Yo. She's beat that. not always awesome. She's not always she, nude either. She's no. actually always been awesome lately. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're going to talk more about that very quickly. Yeah. Maybe. Ooh. Are you, this doesn't feel kind of groovy. Does feel kind of groovy. Did um, yes. what's his name, Leonard um, Bernstein? Bernstein, did he write that theme music? Because it's, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty sure he didn't, Jim. Yeah, it's true. We don't have to pay him royalties, but yeah. this one was free. So there you go. Is that what we're doing first? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. All right, sir. So Maestro. I can't wait to hear what Bryce says about this movie. Actually. Mary, I'm just going to let you know that right now. <laughs> He's going to, by the way, Jim's going to tell some stories out, out of school afterwards that did not happen. <laughs> but Was Bryce singing in the theater? No, no. no whatever. No, no. At any rate, Maestro is a story of Leonard Bernstein, played by Bradley, Bradley Cooper, Cooper, who also directed. It follows the composer from about the time he met his wife, Felicia. 
the woman who stayed with him as he cheated on her with his various boyfriends. The movie managed his brilliance and his selfish personal life rather well. Felicia is played by Carrie Mulligan, who is able to at least in part convey why she would stay with him for all those years. The film doesn't really flow. It sort of takes snapshots of periods of time throughout his life. Perhaps this was by design, but that was a bit of a misfire for me. The acting is quite good with Carrie Mulligan shining in the role of Felicia. She made this film perhaps better than it had a right being. Cooper does an adequate impersonation of Bernstein under a couple of pounds of prosthetics and makeup. Mm -hmm. But as is the case most of the time, it is hard to come across as genuine when you are wearing a mask. All in all, I learned little. I was slightly bored for much of this. But Carrie Mulligan was tremendous. So was Mondo. Mitro was a well-acted, but ultimately tedious man. Whoa. Who saw that coming? Well, anybody that watched the entire movie like I did. Yeah. Okay, on that note, this is the story of Leonard Bernstein Stein Stone. Bernstein Stein. Bernstein Stein Stone. Or Lenny, as he was called by his friends. But I will still call him Leonard Bernstein. Like the R.E.M. song quotes. Yes. Right? Yes. And they even played that song in the movie. It's the end of the world as we know it. Yeah. I feel fine. I feel fine also. I, I also feel I know what Bradley Cooper was wanting to do with this movie. And stylistically, it hits. Oscar. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, that's probably, probably his why main, he did it. His main goal, Murray, was to win another Oscar for sure. Um, and stylistically, it hits a unique portrait and the feel that it's a throwback to the style of the time that each phase of the film takes us through. This is all done very well. The issue with this film is that it's choppy in its direction style and was extremely boring for most of the film. And also really does not paint a picture interesting to me and also interesting enough to keep Bryce awake for an entire movie. I was awake. Although the sounds of Bryce's deep sleep breathing with was a breath of fresh air all lies, Burr. on this film's overtones, it blended nicely with Bernstein's music. So listening to Bryce go, for about 30 straight minutes. All lies. And then I wasn't sure if it was Bryce's uh, snoring, the movie, or the food we ate before we went for the movie. But at when Bryce woke up, it was just in time for me to go have explosive diarrhea. So I'm gonna think it's maybe the movie, but I'm not 100% sure. Yes. That's my guess. Uh, Cooper does a pretty good impression of Bernstein, as far as I can tell. And all the acting in this was done exceptionally well, especially by Carrie Mulligan. And if anyone deserves an award in this movie, it is her for a nomination for anything. Not saying she's going to win the Jim Film Rage Award this year, because I think that's already been spoken for. But I would say... You know, she definitely deserves a nod here. 
I just about <clears throat> the problem is I just stopped caring about halfway through because I didn't find what they were telling me all that interesting. It's tough to review this because I feel the film does everything that I think Cooper wanted. I just wish it was more interesting, not so draggy, and told a story that I think there potentially is in this biopic. I mean, mm -hmm. the man was brilliant yep. and was a, a bisexual man at the center of the musical world on so many levels. This had so much interest, at least it... And you'd find out that this is the person who is, you know, pretty much leading the world in in music for that time. Yeah. And then the movie that we got was so boring. I'm thinking, this guy was interesting. Like, if yeah. Fellini directed this film or... I'm trying to think... Um, there would have been orgies. Rob well, Zombie. Rob Zombie. This could have been a good Rob Zombie project. I don't know what he'd do with non-horror, but I, I just feel that there is a story in there that was should have been a little weirder, a little bit more exciting, and a little bit more interesting. He made the monsters. That was yeah, non-horror. That was terrible, though. So it was excellent. No, it was really, really bad. It was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed it. It sounds like it should have been interesting, but it really wasn't. Nah, it wasn't. Plus, Sarah Silverman was wasted in this. Totally. Totally wasted. She was, you know, she's only in there for like maybe five minutes of the whole movie, and they should have just had her in, in all the movies. I would have liked to watch her and uh, Felicia kind of. Yeah, me too. More than Bernstein. Yeah, I think so. Well, we're just. It should have been, the, should put have been in the Felicia story. Put it in of. an interesting story. I don't know. Just yeah. make one. So maybe it was. The movie Bradley Cooper wanted to make. It just wasn't the movie that I wanted to see. Yes. But I'm going to say that the acting was stellar. Yeah. And I did like stylistically the first, I want to say half an hour before Bryce's snoring really kicked in. Yep. So I'm going to say, and you know, it was almost like a switch. It was like this, the, it was really stylistically done near the beginning. And then it kind of switched off from a stylistic viewpoint and just kind of started telling these random vignettes, as you mentioned. Yeah. It just kind of, yeah. I don't know. Right. Like, like I, I like the beginning and then, it yeah, kinda, it was, I, I kind of liked kinda, the style that he was going with. away from what he was doing. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of like, you know what? It was like a different movie. Bryce started snoring and then everything changed. I don't think I snored because I was yeah. awake. You I'm going to, you don't snore when I'm, you're awake. Jim. I'm going to record it next time. So that, uh, and, and we'll just play that yeah. over our reviews. Good luck there, mister. <laughs> You know, the funniest thing was, he's like, before we went to the theater, Murray, he's like, I'm really tired. I hope these movies are good enough that I don't fall asleep. <laughs> he's always tired. Ah, so this is going to give you a little bit of a hint because apparently we both gave this a meh, Murray. Yes. One did, out of two. Did, did you get the, did you get your button back? <laughs> nice. I think if you'd been awake, you might have given it a Mondo. Uh, <laughs> I was awake. Don't believe the rumors, Mur. Yeah. They're all believe lies. The, believe the facts. Lies. Uh, I've heard from your lips that you've fallen asleep during, during a lot of movies recently. Yeah. So. Well, the funniest thing but was. But not this one. When we were on the drive on the way home, he was like, he was, I'm like, did you remember this? And he's like, no, that didn't happen. You're just pulling my leg. Thought I was lying about it. I'm like, yeah, no, he, no. I did you miss this whole part of the movie? Did and then the, the most important up? scene in the movie is like, I don't think that was in the movie. Nah, it wasn't in the movie. <laughs> Jim was, you're gaslighting me, man. Yeah. You're gaslighting me. <laughs> well, speaking of gaslight, let's go to prison, baby. Let's do it. All right. So the next movie we saw was called Eileen. 
It was. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I knew about this before seeing it was that it was a period piece and that it was a thriller slash mystery, I want to say. Sure. That's what, I like, I think that's what I was led to believe. That's not really what it was. So after the first 15 minutes of the film, I thought, is this mystery What's where that? they're going to try and need to solve the mystery of why Eileen can't stop masturbating everywhere she, she is at all times at ma- any point in the day? She masturbates a lot. She did like to masturbate all the time. <laughs> so, Murray, you would have liked this movie. Well, I don't know. But no, that wasn't the mystery they were trying no. to solve. But it did help to start to paint a picture of who she was. This is the story of a young lady caught in an abusive relationship with her father, who is an ex-chief of police, drunk asshole, who can't say a nice thing about Eileen, even if his life depended on it. No. And it possibly could have depended on it. Yes. And she's a bit of an awkward person. A little, yeah. Yeah, other than just because of her unnatural fascination with masturbating. She just was a little bit of an odd duck who works in a boy's prison. And yes, in the 60s, I guess, that boy's prisons were a thing, I guess. guess. And all this awkwardness comes to a bit of an abrupt end when a stylish and classy doctor of psychology comes to work at the prison, played by none other then once thought to be repulsive, but now possibly mesmerizing Anne Hathaway, who's in control and flirty and sexual and shows our little wallflower, Eileen, that she is allowed to live and not be a woman and, or sorry, be a woman and also be okay with that. We get to see this relationship flourish and bring us into Eileen's new world that is new and exciting and wonderful for her. Now she is truly allowed to be herself, someone that up until this, she dared not. You with me? Oh, I'm with you. All right. This film takes you places that you won't expect. And when it comes to the thriller part of this, as much as the masturbation scenes were thrilling, it's not really a big surprise, but it is satisfying. But satisfying in a way that you feel, man, Finally, Eileen can deal out some sweet, sweet justice and probably a little bit of pent-up rage that she uh, has been holding onto probably her entire life. Anne Hathaway, who plays Dr. Rebecca, and Thomasine McKenzie, who plays Eileen, prove they are at the top of their games. This is a character-driven film that Thomasine McKenzie as a young actor shows us that she is a new force to be reckoned with on the silver screen. So for everything she has been in so far, she has not let me down. So I am really looking forward to what she does next. Yes. We knew, or should say we all know, that period pieces are not something I really feel that supportive of. And, you know, I don't think that all, you know, fiction needs to be um that's a period where the story piece took place and yeah no no i know I, I i'm saying that normally i don't feel there's a reason but in this period piece there's definitely reason aspects yes. fit the feel of the entire film and helps to transport you through eileen's journey and those of the people around her i think there's one line in this that kind of sums up the feel of this film mm. can you guess what that was 
Everybody wants to kill their father. Ah, And I couldn't agree more. I disagree. William Oldroy. Yes. I know this may be your only your second feature, but you are directing like a seasoned pro. And this second mondo of your career is proving you too are a force to be reckoned with. You too is a force to be reckoned with? Yes. As is Bono? As is William. Apparently <laughs> Apparently force reckoning is contagious in this film. This movie was they use so, it all the time. It was so mondo. Series. So 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 very mondo. All right. This one, Bryce stayed awake for the whole movie. And I'd already seen it. It the second time I saw it. <laughs> Which I did not know going in. <laughs> but the opening scene, it's tough to forget that one. Yeah. All right, so yeah. Yes, yeah, so literally five spe- minutes into the speaking movie. Speaking of the opening scene. <laughs> five minutes into the movie, he's like, I, he's really I've seen this before. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you, how could you not remember this scene? Uh, exactly. So Eileen opens with Eileen, played by Thomason McKenzie, in a car masturbating with, I don't know if you noticed this, with urine-soaked snow. Yes. To a couple of, uh, to a couple making out in a car parked a few feet away. It is safe, safe to say that Eileen is a little different. She lives a depressing life in a depressing town with a depressing job at the local prison for boys, as Jim mentioned. She lives with her dad, who has his own issues, and we kind of see how he is... And because of that, we understand a little more as to why she is the way that she is. Um, her father is played by Shea Wiggum, and he has never been better. He's starting to become one of my favorite character actors. He's, he's so good. He's so, and he's just so good in this. Uh, he plays Jim Dunlop, who has no chance of winning Father of the Year. Nope. Just in case you're wondering. Unless we're talking asshole father of the year. So one day at work, Dr. Rebecca St. John comes to Eileen's comes into Eileen's life. She is played by Anne Hathaway, and in Eileen's eyes, she is the most sophisticated and glamorous person she has ever seen. Rebecca is a major splash of color to the dreary day-to-day of Eileen's life. From there, we are introduced to Mrs. Polk, played by Marin Ireland, who is amazing in everything she does. This time, she is the mother of one of the boys in the prison. It is from here that the story takes an effective and surprisingly uh, effective turn as we learn that perhaps... Dr. St. John is not quite as together as we might have thought. No, she's also a weirdo, Murray. This is a brilliant film with brilliant performances. The film's atmosphere was perfectly cultivated through its course. And the music absolutely haunts us through every scene in the entire film. Eileen was Mondo. Yep. You know who else was in this that I... Uh, oh, sorry, Murray. You got something to say. Not really. Mondo! <laughs> Mondo! Nice. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but uh, Siobhan Fallen Hogan. Okay. She's Mrs. Murphy, the one who's kind of the crabby uh, boss of is Eileen. Her, is that her name? Yeah. yeah. She's, she's, she's she's also another character actor oh, she's that always is awesome always, yeah. she is like mesmerizing in everything like she's in. You see her in a film and it's like, she's never, she never, she's never on the poster. She, no. But every time you see her, she's awesome. Yeah. And she's always got a bit part that just, 
she absolutely steals the scene yeah. every time she's in it. I still she's so good. From the first time I remember her from was Men in Black. Yeah. Um she was the sugar water. Sugar water oh, uh gotcha. wife. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah. that the monster has to wear yeah, yeah. the skin of the the guy. Yeah. She's so good in everything she does. She's just brilliant. So whoever did the casting for this just oh, did yeah. a fan they really fantastic job. Absolutely. And and you know, when you look at pictures of um uh William Oldroyd, he he doesn't he doesn't look that young. So this is only his second feature like like where has he been? What's he been doing? I don't know. Right? He's been living life, getting life experience, which has made him a better director. Maybe. Like, I hope this movie does nothing but good things and we get to see so many more things from him. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's interesting. Two of our favorite films in the last couple months, this and um, Saltburn, right, had some really, you know, kind of out there characters that are not of the norm and just have Ooh. really good quirky feels to them, yeah. you know? And yeah. they, both, they both had a really cool atmosphere to them and they're just, just a there as you say there's a creepiness to them that just gets under your skin and it's it's rather welcome yeah it's it's it you know what we we don't get movies like this because i have a feeling this is going to get some buzz i would imagine it should it should if it doesn't yeah. it should i mean you know how often do you get to see someone masturbating in their urine soaked underwear I mean, yeah with she was snow, obviously with sitting there for quite a while with a wait. snowball i don't know if she's like so i think she was actually staking that place out the more i think about it she's just sitting there and she's <laughs> no, like yeah, not leaving course. no matter what yeah no she's she, not going anywhere she, you know if she pees her pants she pees her pants yeah or, she's gonna soak it up with that snowball exactly soak it up with a snowball or, or what's his name is in it too um Owen Teague. Owen Teague's in it. Yeah, Owen Teague. Yeah, there's another scene. It's so scene. weird because Owen Teague has been making this push lately. He's getting bigger and bigger roles, and he's so awesome and everything. That, and then he's in, like, the tiniest little role in this. It almost makes me think that there must have been some stuff on the cutting room floor. So, Because why do you hire him as hot as he is? Like, he's getting pretty hot now. You don't just... Oh, he's hot. Wow. <laughs> Let's but no, you it. you don't just hire a guy like that for this role unless this role was a little meatier. And I, it just seems like in the final edit, it, he must have been chopped out of it well, a little bit. Well, no, but I mean, okay, so his last... His la okay, so we haven't He's been we haven't seen Reptile yet, but you hurt my feelings. He wasn't a huge part in that. He was pretty big he, part he, of it. It wasn't fair size because he, he was, was the son. He was a big part of it. He wasn't that big. Um, then, then there's Whatever. before that, it was too Leslie. Which he was—he was a big part of that too. He, he was a pretty big part of that. I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah. But how, and then before how that is Montana is picking, story. Though? Yeah, you know well, we may be having conversations Someday. about him soon enough because yeah. Yeah. so far I I haven't seen Reptile, but that's I, the next one. I love saw. when I see a young actor like this just oh no I did choosing see choosing roles. Yeah. You know choosing like yeah interesting like I a, roles. I have a feeling like you know when you see an actor with the talent. Like him and um, and our snowball masturbator, like yes. the choosing the roles that they're playing, the movies they're making are fantastic. They're yeah. not just taking shit to to work. They're choosing well, roles to say you can throw these Barry, are interesting. Barry Keegan into yeah, that. Barry Keegan's the yeah. same thing, right? Like just if, like young actors that care about what they're doing. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's refreshing. Yes, and not afraid to get nude or do some weird shit in movies. Yeah, or shove a snowball up your <laughs> Gucci. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, as as we've talked about, there was a point I think that we 
might have had Anne Hathaway on our repulsive list. And she is so good in her last three movies that yeah, she's, 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 I put her now into the, like, what was she doing before? I don't know what it was, but for some reason she just woke up one day and just started doing, I got to get nude and I got to do some cool things. Just do some cool stuff. Yeah. And Hathaway. I'm not going to take all the things I said bad about you in your no, previous movies. It makes sense. But, but now it's the truth. Now I'm, I'm on team Murray with this one. Yeah. Hashtag team Murray. Right, Mur? Sure. All right. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about Eileen? No. I'm glad to see you got to see the whole movie, though. It's a good thing we saw this one first. Got to see it twice. Because you, you had seen it before. If this one was the second movie, you might have fallen yeah. asleep through the whole thing. Once upon a time, I was like, yeah, I was telling a certain someone they should program it for a certain festival, but can't get them all. Probably couldn't, just couldn't get it, I would no. guess. Well, the important thing this, is. This would have been fit, this would have fit nicely in yeah. the cuff. This is a this is a good plug for the plaza where we got to see this at. Yeah, that was nice. Our, our pretty much our only art house. It cinema. is. It seems like it right now. Regularly yeah. art. Regularly house. art. Well, semi regularly art house. Usually they might have one art house movie a week, a week. along with some weird stuff. second run thing and something from twenty years ago. But eh, think if they can get it, they'll play but, it. Yeah. Nice. Oh, baby. All right. Lay it on me. I've been waiting all day for the Merman Minute. I'm hoping it's Anne Hathaway's, his Murray's favorite Anne Hathaway movies. No. No? That's because there are none. Well, well not surprisingly. Well, he hasn't seen a, the good whole, ones. Have a, I have so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you weren't there for the either of the good ones. I think there's two or three total. There were recent ones that we were at the cinema for, and you weren't there. So <laughs> he's saying what he's saying is he thinks she the movies that he liked her in. What were, I'm were good saying movies. is pretty much every movie I've seen her in, I've loved. So all right, there you they're go. They're all good. There you go. Okay, wasn't she in that one with like Robert De Niro where he was like a? I mean, one of my favorite Anne Hathaway movies ever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she was. Okay, I'll shut up. Exactly. It's the Merman Minute. <laughs> oh, is it? It is. Well, if it's not Anne Hathaway, what are we going to talk oh, about? Funny enough, it's my minute, but Bryce is doing all the talking. <laughs> I'm just, I was trying to support you, but it blew up in my face again. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> That'll learn you. <laughs> well, not surprisingly, I don't have a whole lot this week. What? That's what happens when you work night shift. That's right, nights, and you can bear, you're like a walking zombie. On the night takes shift. Your, takes away your will to live. <laughs> oh, uh, no. His favorite suicide movies over the weekend. <laughs> uh, I actually watched quite a few movies, uh, mainly because some of the premium movie channels are on free preview. For what? Them, nice. They're older ones. They're not brand new. Uh, That's not right. I already Old have movies are good movies. I already have Crave and HBO, and they say they show the same crap over and over again. Anyway, stuff I've already seen. Yep, so, all the shitty stuff. Uh, what's Crave and HBO? They show like HBO West Craven movies all the time. That's Craven HBO? That's cool. Well, how can I get Craven HBO? I want it. Okay, tell me after the podcast. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I want to know I'm, what the movie I just was. Want, I just want it. Craven HBO. <laughs> okay, I'll shut up. I promise. No, you won't. 
Here, stick this You're in your incapable. mouth. Here, eat yeah, your apple while Murray apple. talks. <laughs> As I was saying before I was rudely interrupted again and again and again. Uh, I just wanted to give a little love out there to one of my favorite all-time actors. John Candy? Iconic American actor. Oh, not John Candy. No. Uh, Tom Hanks. Okay. There were a few Tom Hanks movies that were on over the weekend, and I enjoyed watching them. Was Joe versus the Volcano one of them? Joe versus the Volcano was one of them. Nice. Mm. With triple the Meg Ryan. Triple the Meg Ryan? She played three roles. What? Three yes. roles? Yes. She played she three different three, three different parts. In that movie? Yes. Nice. First, she played the woman that he worked with, that he basically asked out after he quit his job. And then he played. Then she played the the kind of weirdo sister of the guy who hired him to jump in the volcano. And then she also played the other sister, who was the captain of the boat that took him to the island. So, which he eventually fell in love with, of course. There you go. At Nothing first, better than rom coms. I don't know how many movies he made with Meg Ryan. I swear, if he wasn't, are they triplets in it, or are they supposed no. to be? She's no. actually in different people. D- oh, yeah. she's in there's, different people? There's three different people. How does uh, that work? Two of them are sisters, but the other one has uh, nothing to do with them. But anyway. Sisters. Anyway, anyway I also watched the Ron Howard classic, Apollo 13. Oh. Which also made me think of how much I love Tom Hanks. There you go. And every time Mancolato is on TV, I sit and watch it, even though there I've seen it go. like a dozen times. You've seen it a dozen times? At least. It just came out like... Two months ago. I know. Yeah. No, it came out a while, but like January. Yeah. Two and a half months ago. No, it came out like in January. Like but, three months ago. <laughs> but it's on Craven HBO. Craven HBO. I'm going to wear Craven Like every single day. So whenever I see it on, <laughs> Pretty much. Whenever I, see it on I stop and watch it. You know what? I have to admit, though, on second watch of that Did movie. Did Wes Craven produce it? <laughs> no. Wes Craven is dead, isn't he? No, he just directed that Scream 12. Oh, poor guy. Um, Didn't he? Oh, anyway, Tom Hanks. Yes. Uh, who I've loved his entire career. Yes. Yeah. His first big movie, actually, ironically, I haven't seen, even though it, it had him and John Candy in it. What? How have you not seen this movie? Your maybe, two favorite actors? Maybe because I don't like Daryl Hannah. I never have. A splash? Yeah. And You've never was, seen Splash? It was directed by Ron Howard. It's terrible. Who's also my favorite actor. My favorite director, Except for so. when John Candy hits the racquetball. Anyway. Uh, but That's yeah, I, I liked a lot of his early stuff. Uh the Volcano, The Burbs, Turner and Hooch, Big, Dragnet, even Punchline with Sally Field. He was really good in that. Sally Field's good in everything. I enjoyed two of those movies, Murph. I know. But again, this is my minute, not yours. That's true. But was Sally Field as awesome as yes. I remember? Yes, yeah, she played yeah. a housewife. Punchline was excellent. Yeah, she played a housewife. That's one of the two movies I enjoyed. She wanted, she played a housewife who wanted to be a stand-up comic. Yes. So she went to him, and he basically was a washed-up comic who helped her. Nice. Uh, yeah, I just, ironically, though, I don't like a lot of his middle stuff. Like, the stuff he won the awards for and... Mm. Stuff he's been, like in, in the nineties and two thousand. Yeah, great Philadelphia, Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. Still haven't seen it. Love Forrest Gump. But you yeah. haven't seen Forrest Gump? No. You didn't see Splash. Why would he watch? I Forrest got it Gump? on DVD, like right behind you. That's you should fine. just grab it no and watch it. No intention to ever watching it. Why? What is Forrest? Sally, what is Sally 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 Fields also in, in it too. 
Anyway, yeah, no, he's done a ton of good movies. Like I, I could fill pages of. Who's anti Forrest Gump? <laughs> I am. Apparently, Murray is. What did Forrest read, Gump? Do maybe he read the book and he didn't like it. How about the year it won the Oscar? That's all people fucking talked about for a whole year. So oh, really? yeah, you get a little tired of hearing that shit. Uh Uh but yeah, the we played Mister Rogers, the Toy Story movies, Saving Mister Banks, Terminal, Catch Me If You Can. Saving Private Ryan, League of Their Own. I like so, yeah. four of those movies that Tom you mentioned. Tom Hanks is awesome. Yeah, he has awesome moments. He now, does. I agree. Now I'll go back to sleep and you can do your thing. <laughs> Not done eating my apple. Too bad. That's okay. I'll your give turn. you some time. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. My rage this week is a reverse rage. I don't know what that means. It's completely reversed is what you would think. And just like sometimes, it's going to make no sense to anybody. Not even myself. But here's my rage. We went to the plaza first to see the fabulous Mondo film Eileen. We did. And there was quite a few people in it. Yes. And then we drove halfway across the city. Yep. And went to Landmark. Yep. And you would think in the suburbs that you'd go to the Landmark and it would be packed. There was hardly anybody there. Like, we were the only people watching Maestro. Now, granted, it wasn't a great movie, but no. it, it kind of makes me angry that the plaza can get you know, bigger audience and Landmark couldn't. Good for the plaza. Yeah. That's, so that's why it's a bit of a reverse rage because mm. I'm angry that the plaza has a bigger draw than Landmark. I just want everybody to have a bigger bigger draw. Yeah. That's that's ultimately what my rage is. Yeah. Is, you know, we Not go... enough people in the cinema. We go to movies at Chinook on Mondays and there'll still be lots of people there. Yeah, even though it's like they got to give that place a facelift, man. Oh, yeah. It is falling apart. It's a shithole. It is. <laughs> it, is. <laughs> it really is. Not as big of a shithole as the funny. plaza. Someone at, at my work today just mentioned, he's like, he's like, what is with Chinook? It's just, it's terrible there. It's like, like, what is going on? Like every other cinema in the city is like so much better. such a better experience. Yeah. It seems to be it's the, the busiest. It's the busiest. Yeah. Uh, probably, they're probably like, we spent all this money on... These other ones fixing them up and no one's going to them. We might as well just keep this one shitty. Maybe it'll stop people from coming. That's weird. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I didn't really hate too much of the movies I saw. So, yeah. That's what I'm doing. Reverse rage tape. All right. That's fair. My 
rage this week is probably something I've raged on before. Most likely. Yeah. Well, I go to the cinema and I have to ask for my film lover's discount instead of just getting it. Then I get popcorn that just seems as though it was popped like a week ago. It was. And then I get a, a soft drink where the first time I put it in and I fill it up, it's like warm. So then I like drank half of it and then refilled it so it was at least not warm. That sounds gross. Yeah. Like, it's like, what is going on with the cinemas? It seems like, to your point, they're just... Dialing just, it in. They're dialing it in. They're not like fixing stuff. They're they're not even popping fresh popcorn. They're cutting corners. It's just I don't know what it's just not the experience that it used to be. I think I think the big thing maybe yeah. is that there's just not enough people going to the cinemas. Well, yeah. Like I think you know, we our biggest fear is that all the cinemas go under, right? And I, I mean, I, I'm going to keep on buying the popcorn, even it's even if it's you've got stale, to, and it's, it's right because like, I got to support. I bought doesn't, a. Doesn't matter if I'm going to the plaza or if I'm, I spent like 15 bucks on stuff at the plaza that would feed a toddler, but yeah, it was and yeah, it was like what you paid twelve dollars for. <laughs> it's like what? It's like yeah, I did. Well, I I had but to buy know, a, whatever. It's like they had like four people working there. So I'm like, well, someone's got to pay their wage. I had, well, well, I had to be me. I had to buy a Wonder Woman collector cup from '84, like Wonder Woman '84 collector cup, just to save the cinema. Yes. I and I hated you, that I movie. Think you did it. <laughs> that's what kept them going. That's what's keeping them going. That in these troubled cup times. Money. Yes. <laughs> And to advertise, I think I bought it and I just threw it out because I was like, yeah, whatever. I was like, I hate this movie. I don't want anybody yeah, to know like, I have this cup. Well, yeah, I don't, and I don't want to be reminded of it. <laughs> Remember that movie, Mur? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't like it either, did you? Well, it came out during COVID. It wasn't even in theaters. I know. If I'd seen it in a theater, I might not have hated it as much. But no, the fact that I had to pay thirty dollars online to see it on my tiny little TV. Oh, by yeah. the way, the second part of my rage. Oh. Is that is that Murray refuses to tell me how I can get Craven HBO? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you call your buddy Wes? <laughs> well, so I'll send him some social media if he's still alive. Yeah. All right. Nice. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Well, gang. This is our last somewhat normal episode before the holidays. You're going to get our Krampus special next week, and we're going to be off between Christmas and New Year's, but we're coming back with the biggest, most exciting episode you'll ever hear with our Rage 5 and Mondo 10 for 2023, our first episode back, plus all the movies we're going to see over the holidays, which could be 72. It might it be could a be, lot of movies. It could be a seven-hour podcast, so stay tuned. But make sure, you, make sure you come out for the crampiest, most cramptastic cramping of all time with next week's Krampus episode. And thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to Extended Film Rage family, who you can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey, the nerdy photographer, for the voice of Rager Dare. Don't you worry, Ragers. Casey will be back next year full of rage for us to all enjoy. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com including our merch site for Redbubble and Public. We're always wanting to make this raging blast for all listeners so please comment, like, subscribe, send, send us emails to FilmRageCalgar at gmail.com dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage but no matter what you do please, please, please please, 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 please make us a rage that's it for this week a rage Rage on!